Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's May Checks at Discussion Group Call for Tactical Sovereignty. And uh, I don't know, what is this number? 346 somewhere. I don't know. 336. But anyway, I didn't really have a whole lot uh, planned for this evening. I've been busy trying to finish up a uh, book by several days. It's uh, 400 plus pages long. Uh, if anybody can see it, Secret Society of Moses. Very interesting book. Um, all it's really doing is reaffirming a lot of things that I've found in other places. And kind of does come up to some semi-modern things towards the end, uh, talking about tracking people through DNA results and things like that. So I don't know if that, that has been an addition to it uh, uh, done later on, because I think a lot of this book was written probably several hundred years ago, in my opinion. Uh, in fact, I was just talking to another group member here, John, before we started recording up. When I first started reading it, I had to keep flipping back and looking at the cover, make sure I was reading the right book, because I had that book also sit next to the complete works of Josephus. <laughs> and I kept thinking, am I reading Josephus here? That's what it seemed like. Um, anyway, very interesting. And it just reaffirms the way things were in the old world order <laughs> as far as the different rulers. I mean, so many of them spent days, weeks, months if they were lucky. But most of them just a year and a half or two um, as a whole office holder for Rome. And uh, I met many of them even were very reluctant. I, one of the last ones they had, in fact, uh, they went for a few months without having an emperor because nobody wanted it because they knew what that job led to. It normally ended up in death one way or another. Um, uh, most conveniently at that time, you know, you should always have your ruler leading you in wars and so they're always starting up these wars and of course uh, the ruler would be out there fighting with them in the battlefield which would make a, a very convenient way for him to die without anybody being blamed for an assassination or anything like that so yeah not very many of them really want to do it and uh, the last couple that they had Decadus and Maximus they decided um, that they would just split up the territories. I think they split the territories into like 10 areas. Some of the areas were ruled by the Roman Senate, and uh, others were ruled by different governors. And that kind of helped spare them uh, the odds of getting killed one way or another, which is fairly smart. But, you know, even Decadus, that, that ruler, the way he got into office, I mentioned uh, Numerous, the one that didn't want, he reluctantly went in, and he ended up uh, being found dead, of course. And uh, Decadus, last ruler, decided that he was going to blame the guy's father-in-law for it. Held a little trial for him and everything, and hearing and the sentencing all in one day, and ended up even strangling him with his own hands, only for it to come back 
years later that he was actually the one that had killed the guy, not the father-in-law. But uh, it got him into that, like I said, much coveted, coveted seat of being emperor. But anyway, that, this book is very interesting. And um, like I said, it starts talking about the only way of really being able to attract people as far as you know, the societies that are ruling the world um, is really through DNA. I mean, I've, and I said this a long time ago. I know a lot of times you look at different anthropologists and a lot of them will follow speech and uh, what languages people spoke as far as the peopling of different areas. And myself, I always said, you know, that's one way of doing it, but not really the best because anybody can learn to speak a new language. In fact, a lot of these emperors, there's times where emperors would come out with a decree and say, hey, we're not speaking this language anymore. We're now speaking this other new language starting today, <laughs> which also means different weights and measures and things like that. So, gosh, you know, imagine living in days like that where, you know, the whole world would get turned upside down. You never knew what you're going to wake up to every day. But I said anybody can learn to speak a new language, but one thing that people can't get away from is their DNA. And that would really be the best way of tracking who's who and that type of thing. I was listening to a program this afternoon that made me kind of laugh because it's something that, you know, I've, I've heard for years, you know, growing up in the church. And that is um, people saying, oh, you know, well, the, the one last thing that, that's got to happen that we need to happen is we, we got to get the new temple built. You know, and there's even organizations you can donate to, you know, to help get this new temple built, which I have always kind of shook my head because it's like, gosh, don't you all realize that this is going to be built for an earthly ruler <laughs> or maybe even a semi-earthly ruler? This, this is going to be built for Hasatan. It's not going to be built, you know, for the reign of, of Jesus Christ necessarily or Yeshua. This is going to be built for the Antichrist. So, or do you all want to donate money for this kind of thing? Uh, this makes no sense at all. And one of the things that I find most interesting, really, especially with the churches all saying that this is the one thing that needs to be done, you know, we got to get the temple built. I, I think they're forgetting something very, very important because along with the temple comes a hierarchy of people. And one of those hierarchy of peoples has been, I'll uh, just say it like in air quotes, lost uh, since the dispersion of the people of Israel. And that is the ruling class, the, the Levites. They've supposedly kind of disappeared. I have a good hunch as to where they're at. And uh, I would say, though, that the powers that be wouldn't want them to come in and take part of what will be going on but but that's one of the things that's really required you know sure you can have the temple but if you don't have your kings if you if you don't have your ruling body then it's kind of useless to you i don't know if they've missed that part of scripture or not but that's it's also kind of definitely would be one of the requirements that's needed 
Uh, you you got to have your priests. you got to have your rulers. And um, those people, I, I believe, are, if I pronounce it correctly, the Lameras. Uh, they're in South, South Africa. Uh, I believe maybe Zimbabwe area. But those people have tested positive DNA-wise for being that correct bloodline. Um, but some of the groups um, within those people test even over 50% high on containing the markers. That, that's required for these people. And so I said, you, you look at names, and like I said, people can learn different languages and stuff, but names do follow people. And so these originally are the people of Cain. Uh, these are your Coens or your Cones or your Cons, those names like that. And what we've seen, I believe, a number of those people even uh, holding positions of authority within U.S. government. I think ever since time in memoriam, there's always been one or two of those names stuck in there. And I always kind of caught my eye whenever I would see one of those names when I was studying things. But that, that to me is probably the most important tracker would be the DNA because that's something you can't get away from. Uh, that's not something you can just uh, have change up through marriage and marriage and marriage. You know, because specifically, a lot of those people even stay together. There are uh, different races of people in the world that don't marry outside of their race very much or outside of their religion, if you want to call it that, very much. And they stay fairly tight-knit, which would definitely help uh, keep those DNA patterns intact. Uh, but they found how to actually follow the markers on that uh, through male DNA. I've even found a very, very recent study that's being done right now where they've found more ways of tracking that Y chromosome. So uh, that's something that can't be escaped. And I've thought about this for years, especially with Ancestry and Me when that started up and um, 23 and Me and these other different groups where people are actually paying money to give away their biological data to other people. And people are on screen, well, you don't know what they're going to do with it. You know, to me, that's not really the issue. To me, the issue is they're looking for somebody. Now, whether it's a race or a clan or a sect of people, I've long held the position that they're actually looking for someone. Um, Dr. Joy Poo was on with me here, what, two or three years ago, and we brought that up and surmised that that's what was being done with the whole 23andMe and Ancestry.com. And uh, if I remember correctly, she agreed with me on that. Um, she's somebody who's uh, done a lot of writing on the uh, serpent seed idea, um, the Shroud of Turin. Uh, and she's pretty much focused around those two issues. So, yeah, Dr. Joy Poo is pretty interesting. She's easy to find on social media as well. Um, her name might be hard to find, though. It sounds simple. But Joy is J-O-Y-E, and Poo is spelled P-U-G-H, if 
I remember correctly. Put those in. Put those into your favorite search engine, into the Great Oracle. Put in her name and Serpent Seed, and, and she'll pop up. And she's got three or four books she's written on the topics. So anyway, I, I just think when a lot of these different things are offered, and you know, always be worried when government is offering some new service to you. Uh, there's always a different agenda behind it. And normally they always have not just one thing they're doing, but a handful of things they're trying to accomplish at the same time. So, yeah, nothing is just given freely. So, anyway, this is just kind of a short update this evening. Uh, just let you know this week uh, what's been up. Not, not a whole lot. I'm just kind of finishing up these two books. And uh, I would recommend both of them to each other. And in fact, like I said, when I was reading um, A Secret Society of Moses, I said, you know, I had to keep looking at it and make sure I was reading the right book, that it wasn't the uh, writings of Josephus. Uh, but after reading this book, and as much as I've read of Josephus's book, I, I would recommend these two books be uh, a companion read with each other. Um, I believe I showed the first one. I'll just show it again. Secret Society of Moses. All right. And that is written by a Flavio Barbero. Barbero would be an Italian name. But I thought it was interesting, uh, Flavio, because that, that's just a, a marker of, um, like, Flavius or Flavio, uh, Flavius, uh, Flavius Josephus, the family that... Josephus was brought into, and um, the other book, um, uh, this is written by a William Whiston, William Whiston, he's the one that did the translation on it, and this is the new complete works of Josephus, and the one right there, so yeah, I'd recommend those two, um, be companion reads with each other. Um, because there's a lot of things that you will find in the secret book of Moses that you may not be very familiar with. But if you've read writings of Josephus, you already have that foundation and be aware of what they're talking about there as well. Um, so that's just a recommendation I give to uh, group members this week. Check those things out. If anybody here has anything they want to add in this evening, feel free. Otherwise, we're just going to make this one a short one this week. Well, they look like good books. It's, it's, um, it just shows you how much censorship, both in Moses' time and in our time. Right, Brian? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, in fact, um, uh, Secret Society of Moses uh, does talk about censorship as well <laughs> imagine that because we know where that word censor came from now the censors were actually people that worked for the government of rome so so nothing new there right nope in fact that's probably i'm just thinking that's what that book gets into a little bit because um his sons i mean i think i think i believe moses sons too were kind of went missing right in the bible so it's like something's wrong here right uh, in fact uh there's even you know a lot of talk of 
his family doesn't get covered that well uh, scripturally. Uh, the family of Noah uh, doesn't even get covered that well scripturally because Noah had daughters as well, for instance. But you don't hear anything about Noah's daughters. You only hear about his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Right. So definitely recommend getting into extra biblical texts. And um, yeah, I've had people say to me <laughs> more than once, they're saying, well, you know, what evidence do we have that the Bible's even true or that anything in that's even true? Now that That's the only resource we have. And that just shows me how little they've read, you know, evidently not very well-read people because there's actually hundreds of authors going back to, like I said, even first, second, third century um, that, that can back up a lot of the stuff that's found scripturally. Uh, despite the amount of things archaeology-wise uh, that are found that, you know, somebody didn't just dream up, uh, the stuff is actually there. Uh, of course, people today misidentify a lot of things archaeology-wise from scripture, uh, such as Mount Sinai would probably be one of the more popular ones that get gets misidentified. But yeah, there's plenty out there to back up things. Uh, but as far as doctrine goes, um, you've got to rightly divide the scripture to know what the doctrine is. And know who to listen to in scripture and who not to. Because there are some writers in scripture that shouldn't be talking, in my opinion. But the Catholic Church uh, decided that uh, they are canonical and that they should be there. So... Right. Anyway. Well, John, you have a good night. Catch you all guys later. Have a wonderful week. Have a good week. Bye.